The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your hands. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers who are in the house this morning and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you would like to... Uh, Catch us online. My cursor is all over the place right now. But if you'd like to catch us online, head over to to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And we are streaming live right now. Uh, If you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you can scroll down. And we're going right here on the right side of the page. Just click onto that and you can enlarge it. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. And uh, also you can click onto the platform and join us in the chat room. There's plenty of uh, like-minded Christian patriot brothers and sisters in there. We appreciate them coming on every morning to be with us. I mean, you guys are great. Uh, some days we really do have church here, I'm telling you. Uh, and it, it's it's a it's a great time together. Anyway, 
we've got that. Then we also have right above that video there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com is Bradley's show from yesterday. If you missed that, you can watch that up until around 3 o'clock today. And then he goes live 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central right there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. While you're there, scroll up just above the videos and you'll see where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Now, we don't rent your email. We don't spam you. We don't sell your email to anybody. We send you one email a day, and that includes all the articles that we have up from me, Bradley, and our contributors at sonsoflibertymedia.com, including the morning show. So anything that you see here, if you missed the video portion, you want to watch the video, that'll be on there too. And uh, the other part is um, that you can uh, get the podcast if you don't want to waste the bandwidth and all the video you get the podcast there and anything we talk about it there's um something that kate mentions like on the show today uh maybe there's a website or anything like that all that stuff is there Uh, i constantly have people sending stuff saying well where can i get this well how do i find that look i we give you all that we have and if you need something more than that you that should start you on doing you know finding this stuff out yourself i'm not not trying to put anybody down for it, but I'm just saying it, what we try to do is get you started, get you with as much information as we can get you, and then that way you can go and do your own research. Because nine times out of ten, when you discover things on your own too, you retain them better too. So we give you enough to where you can uh, you can you know kind of do what you need to do and then uh, push forward in that effort. Also, if you agree with the message that we have at the Sons of Liberty, we don't ask you for money. But it does cost money to do what we do. And so if you would like to support us and join in helping in that effort, um, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. There's a donate button right there. You can use that. And also, if you would like to partner with us as a monthly partner, as a son or daughter of liberty, that link is also at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. And uh, then we have our store. And if you want to pick up a product in the store for gifts, for yourself, or whatever the case may be, you can do that. And that also helps the Sons of Liberty as well. Now, with that said, Kate is running late as usual, I think, <laughs> on here. So I do have a very special guest uh, today, and uh, one of the things that we were going to do was we were going to bring it. Oh, no, she's, she's there with him. So <laughs> she snuck in. So uh, let, me, let me just do this. Last year, I think it was around June, and uh, YouTube has pulled all our channels. So all my videos are either stuck on a hard drive or they're stuck on Facebook. Okay. And they need to be downloaded and re-uploaded. So we lost the shows as far as the video portion, but we had the, the audio portion. Those are still available, at least for now. And we had a young man by the name of Alistair join us. Him and his mom. His mom popped in a little bit. She did some video for us uh, during some of the protests over there in England. And uh, so, you know, we were going to bring him back around the end of the year because he had muscular dystrophy and Kate had learned what dystrophy meant. And I'm going to let her go through some of that. And so she began to treat him with nutrition. And she said the results are amazing. His mom was talking about the results being amazing. And so we wanted to have him back on because I think that people really enjoyed seeing Alistair. And uh, and I think they're they're eager to see how the results have been over the past. Well, we haven't even hardly we haven't even been a year yet. So good morning, Kate. Good morning, Alistair. Good to see you guys. Morning, Tim. Hi. Good morning. Wow, you Kate. I was here. Wow. He's <laughs> your your voice has gotten really deep too, man. Oh yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. So you can obviously see some wow. improvement there. 
Obviously, we'll go into more detail later on in the show of how everything's come along and what's happened. Okay. All right. That sounds great. I mean, booming voice right off the bat. That's amazing. All right, Kate, before before we get to that, we're going to deal with uh, what's right out on the front. I'm calling it the genocide jab. Um, You've called it the depop shot. Uh, and I, that's sort of almost making light of it, but it isn't making light of it. It's, it's actually saying what it's doing. And, you know, we've had um, – I played a thing from Dell Bigtree this, this week where he was talking about the Harvard study back in 2010 that determined the CDC VAERS reporting to see if it was efficient. They were finding only 1% of deaths and adverse effects were getting through. That continued on through 2016 – um, as far as we know, they haven't changed a thing. We've got uh, the, the, the American CDC has over 4,000 deaths within four or five months here following the COVID genocide jab, okay? And over 100,000 adverse effects that they've recorded, which potentially means, and it's hard for me to fathom, over 400,000 people in America have died after they got this shot. And yet, you know, if if you got a dozen people that got sick or died or poisoned from a bottle of Tylenol, they would pull it all off the shelves, they would stop, they would they wouldn't allow it to be manufactured until they checked it, and then they would release it back out there. Nothing's being done and thousands of people are being killed, and it's even worse in in Europe because uh what's the thing that you guys have, the Euro vigilance or something like that? Uh that thing is it's more than double what we have here in the States. What's going on over there? Well, they started all this. Um, this Actually, it was, a, it was a show that I did with a couple of American guys, American Caden, and they called it the Depop shot, the depopulation shot. And I thought it was such a good title for it because that's exactly what it is. So they're continuing. They're not looking at any of the um, side effects that are happening. You know, we're constantly hearing about strokes, blindness, blood clots, um, death and and they're just racing ahead uh, and, and also we uh, there was a nurse that I interviewed who you had on Kirsty was actually saying that when they come into the hospital normally you would ask when anyone's sick you know what medications are you on have you taken anything new recently and you would ascertain if they just had a an injection a vaccination and um, and this has been removed so that they they don't put it on the forms it's like a tick box so it's all being hidden and we've got MHRA as well, where you um, can report these adverse events, but you only ever get, it's like VAERS, it's the equivalent, the British equivalent. You'll only ever get 5% on there. So we're constantly hearing of all these side effects and, and people dying. And then you'll hear things like, you know, um, for instance, I'm, I don't know, I'm just speculating here, but I, I just put an offer in on a, a grade two listed building and, and both of the owners died over Christmas at the same time. And you just don't know if they had this depop shot. So now, of course, they're going to be vaccinating the children. I don't like to say vaccinating. They're going to be injecting the children. I don't think there's any other way to name this. I actually was doing a lecture yesterday in London, a two-hour lecture and an hour question and answer session at the end. And I went through the entire thing. And um, there's no other way to describe this other than it's a kill shot. It doesn't matter what way you look at it. And the whole thing about all the, the hydrogel that's in it and what that does on the transhumanism agenda. Uh, and when we're not in that, you know, we're not even in that. It's just a death pop shot and they're de- the depopulation shot. So they're just pushing ahead with it. And 
I spoke this morning a little while before I got here to a nurse up north who had gone into Genesis Healing, the owners of Genesis Healing. Um, they'd gone, they've got another organic shop and a nurse had come in and she said, you know, they've come out there and a couple of doctors, a couple of nurses, and they're saying the same thing. But it's like for, for the first time ever in my nursing career, everyone's blind and oblivious to what it's doing. They, they don't care. They're just going to push ahead. So that should answer everyone's question out there that they don't care. It's not about a virus that was never purified, never visualized. So how can you make a test? And if, if you've not got it actually physically there, how can you make a vaccine? Because we know it's not a vaccine. So it's not a virus. It's not a pandemic. It's a pandemic scandemic with banks making vaccine bonds and pandemic bonds. The gangsters in government having all these um, investments in pharma, in pharmaceuticals and even in the, the syringes. So this is not about a virus, clearly. It's not about even an injection. It's a, a vaccination. It, it's just a killer gender. And, and I'm not going to say any more or anything else. It's a killer gender. And for those people that are going to have it, they've already stated on the government website, if you have one, it increases your risk of being sick, two uh, and three. And now they've just announced this week in the UK that everybody over 50 can go and have their third shot by the autumn. So they're now telling you and writing to you that you need three. And then they're talking about combining it with the killer flu shot as well. And so, I mean, looking at the mechanisms of death in it and the spike proteins, and then looking at how those spike proteins affect the placenta, they affect the sperm. So that's your depopulation again. You're not going to let anyone have a child after it. And how it actually can change your DNA, how it's able to do that, and the catastrophic effects of that. The fact that this is totally experimental, never been done before. So for anyone having that, um, you're mental, as far as I'm concerned. You're utterly mental. And if your life is worth risking for a little holiday jaunt somewhere, you're even more mental. But to take your children to the sacrificial altar... Wow, you're going to stand so in judgment for that because you're complicit in murdering your yeah. own child, as far as I'm concerned. It is murder. Everything is out there. So if you want to take your child and murder your child, then the blood is also on your hands because you've, you've as good as pulled the trigger. And, and the same as any nurses and doctors out there who are still going along with it or nurses saying, this is totally safe. You're a liar because it's not safe. It's never been proven safe. And you're using your position as a nurse, to coerce the public, which goes against your code, and you will stand trial. And I'm going to keep saying it because I'm blue in the face. So let's just call it what it is. It's a depopulation shot. It's a death shot. It's nothing in it that's conducive to health. So it's not about vaccinating or saving anybody. This is complete communism. We're virtually there. We're two minutes from the end hmm. uh, of the 24-hour clock. It's communism. It's right in. It's here. Exactly. Okay, okay. Uh, one of the one of the things I wanted to, to bring up here is this, uh, because some you know some people have said, okay, I've had the shot and I've had no kind of reaction at all, and my theory is, and this is my theory. You you tell me what I you think. The placebo. Yeah, the placebo, because what people don't understand is the third stage of the experiments is us. It's the people, and in those third stages, they inject the real stuff. In some people, and they inject the placebo. It's basically nothing. 
in, into other people. And so you're going to, I, my, my guess is they've got a bunch of people that are getting the placebo and they're giving a, a smaller portion that's going to other people. And that's where we're seeing the real trouble is the people who are getting the real thing. There was, there was a, there was a, a batch that was found to have Botox in it. There was a batch that was found just to be saline. And also, if you think about it very logically, if you were to give the real thing to everybody and everybody started dropping, how quickly would the public wake up then? Just like they did with smallpox, That's right. yep. smallpox vaccine and the swine flu, which they withdrew. And also, um, you know, when we look back, Spanish flu 1918, that was another uh, injection that everybody had. And Greece wouldn't have the injections and none of them died of the Spanish flu because Spanish flu didn't exist. That was just a name that was given to it, and it was a it was an experimental vaccine. So, but the population was a lot smaller then. But wow, when this kicks in, and it will, because they once they know the exact amount, and you start to see a lot of deaths, it's really obvious what you do then. You go, oh, it's the new strain. They're all dying of it. Now we need to vaccinate everybody, and then you give the real shot to everybody and kill masses, and just call it in history COVID nineteen. And the same as these. Uh, these swabs that go up to the cribriform plate in the nose, and we know they've got hydrogel on them. And also the hydrogel is in the um, these injections, and it has an affinity to your brain. And they've been using this for years. They use it with, um, uh, the do- uh, DARPA has been using it, with, along with the Pentagon and the Gates Foundation. And um, they've been using this. And they've been getting these hydrogel into the pilots' brains. They can control their own machinery, their aircrafts, um, by movement of the eyes and thought. This is all there. The technology that we think is new, it's been around for a long time. And uh, this is what's coming. And they're putting all this in everybody. Uh, And the fact that it's got an affinity to the brain should scare people. And when we go back to that movie Songbird, what did they talk about? COVID-21 and how a new strain in the brain. I mean, if you can't see it now, I've got to the stage where it's like survival mode now. If you can't see it and you're still pushing ahead, then you are a risk to the rest of us. You're the weak link. You are the weak link. And, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that this can transmit and Pfizer have admitted it, it can transmit. So it's the vaccinated, the injected, I should say that are then a risk to everybody else. This is a complete inversion, but that's always the devil's game. The devil's game is an inversion. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is, boy, it's really sneaky how they're trying to do this stuff. Instead of, you know, herding a bunch of people off into a concentration camp, you don't even need that now. You can just do it this way. Our house is the new gas chamber. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, that's it's pretty incredible. Anyway, that, that some of that stuff that uh, that I've come across this week has been very interesting. Of course, we had the story come out yesterday. A little sixteen-year-old girl from Wisconsin uh, had gotten the Pfizer shot. Pfizer's looking now to test two to eleven-year-olds, folks. Uh, if you're a parent out there, I would just plead with you. What are you? What are you doing? What do you? What do you? I mean, you might as you've got just as good a chance. Uh, to take the revolver, put a bullet in it, spin the chamber, and pull the trigger on your kid is to give this thing. You, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, well, from I would go further than that, Tim. I'd say you've got as much chance as putting every, six bullets in there in all the chambers and firing it at your child because eventually they're going to die. 
every mechanism of death that's in that shot, they're going to die. They might not die today, but they're going to be fighting the spike proteins that they're making for the rest of their short life. It's that serious. It's that serious. Sorry, folks, this is Nelly, who likes to be on shot every time. <laughs> well, there's something else, too. You know, this came out this past week, and I, I'm trying to pull up a couple of different um, pieces here, and uh, everything's hanging up. So, anyway, we had uh, the we had Australia, and what happened with them? I don't know why my, uh, my stuff Incidentally, is Incidentally, I just got word early hours of this morning that they're just now starting to put measures in again in Sydney, Australia. Okay. Because they've had one death. One. I mean, look, the thing is, is that what, what Australia did, some of these things, and then we're going to get to the thing that's going on here with Alistair, is their own website. This is what's amazing to me. Their own website. This was from, uh, I think this was from earlier in the week. The Public Health Act 2016, an instrument of authorization, authorization to supply or administer a poison, and they identify it as SARS-CoV-2 COVID-19 vaccine. They are actually coming out and telling the people it is a poison. Now, I actually, I had somebody say, well, what's the context of that? And, you know, what are the, what's the language? I'm like... Really, is this what we're looking at? That they come out and in the title of the document that they're producing, they ref- they authorize the supply and the administration of a poison, which is the COVID nineteen vaccine. And again, Pfizer is the one who had um, the issue with uh, uh, the blood clot. Well, all of them have had the blood clots. I believe Pfizer, Moderna, or excuse me, Moderna and Johnson Johnson were pulled off. The Aztec Zenecas had that. The Pfizer's had that. We had the young lady <clears throat> yesterday I was making mention of, a little 16-year-old girl from um, Wisconsin. We had the story, developed blood clots, died 11 days after getting her experimental Pfizer genocide jab. I mean, you know, and I mean, my heart breaks for the dad. I can't imagine what that is to lose your child like that. But it's like the information is there, people, for those who want to see the information. Why in the, again, you're, if you're not sick, why would you even be thinking about taking this thing? And, and Kate, you make mention of this too, the, uh, the testing and uh, going up, you know, close to your brain there. Somebody did, took one of the, the swabs and compared it um, to a regular cotton swab. And they took and used it on a, on a piece of meat, just kind of lightly twirling it on the meat and it was interesting the little i don't know what they are bristles or whatever that's on the end of that actually stuck into the meat and the longer they watched the more they sank into the meat and i don't know if this is part of the stuff that you're talking about but there's something going there's got to be something going on within that test swab swab too it's hydrogel hydrogel it has a, its own charge, its own, its own electrical charge. It's also, it can be moved um, with um, electromagnetic field. And also it has the ability, it replicates in the body uh, using your own bacteria. It's in the right environment for it to replicate, to integrate into your tissues. And it has an affinity for your brain. I mean, I, I don't know how... Why would you take your child, and there's a pediatrician 
who's got his own child, a, a baby that he was testing on. You know, I, 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 was, I did a lecture yesterday and there's no other way. I, I'm 36 years I first trained as a nurse. I have no other opinion anymore on pharmacia other than witchcraft and sorcery. Okay, the emergency room, yes, they do fantastic things. Some of the emergency room stuff isn't necessary either. But, you know, a major car accident and accidents, yeah, amazing, they save lives. And some obstetrics, some obstetrics, they save lives. But they've hospital, they kind of made being pregnant into an illness and too much intervention. But, you know, the rest of this rubbish it's just witchcraft and sorcery. And you doctors out there that you think you're the big cheese and you're doing all this, chopping body parts off, irradiating people, poisoning them with chemotherapy. You're nothing more than a wizard. And you're not even doing a good job. And the nurses out there, they're not even nurses anymore. I don't know what they are. They don't know how to heal a sick body. They don't know what nutrition is required for tissue synthesis. They don't know how to reverse disease. And the majority of them are fat and live an unhealthy lifestyle themselves. So they're not health educators, not all, but a good portion of them. Um, so, you know, this has all reached its end game and we need a new one. It's the end of pharmacia. People need to wake up and wake up soon. We've destroyed our planet. You know, it's never mind transhumanism. What is it to be human? Look at what we've done. Don't think about transhumanism. Think about humanism. What have we done? We destroyed our planet. We've obliterated the species. We kill our own man. We eat poison. We don't even know how to grow crops anymore. And when we do grow them, they're Frankenstein crops. And we do all that and we want a pill to fix it. Look at the state we're in because we don't know God and we're not God-fearing. Amen. I, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have said it better. Let's let's move on from that because I, I think we've had a lot of that uh, of this kind of talk and and it's necessary to keep reminding people who are new, uh, who might be joining us, who are not yet convinced of what's going on, to keep dropping those seeds to warn them of what's what's going on in all this. Let's have some good news now. Last year, you brought Alistair on, and uh, he did not have that booming voice that he has now. <laughs> <laughs> and so you brought him on. You told us what you had discovered. You want to recount that story for people. And then let's talk a little bit about what uh, get Alistair to tell us a little bit about what what's happened in the past uh, less than a year now. Well, I met Alistair's mom a few years ago and then I met Alistair and he looked for all intents and purposes. And he went by me saying this. He looked like a, a nine to ten year old boy when he was actually a grown man with Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Um, and then I, I, you know, spent a lot of time with them. And then he, he was on steroids, long-term steroids. They make your bones brittle. And he, he had a full-time job, drove his BMW, worked like everyone else full-time in a, a major food outlet. We know what that one is. And, um, and what happened was he, he fell over. He fell over. Slipped and on a wet floor. He just slipped, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Because slipped I don't think, on a wet floor. Because I don't want people starting to think that, oh, like going onto Google and saying, "Oh, his bones gave, his um, muscles gave when he fell over." No, he That's slipped. That's not the case. Yeah, the he, floor was wet. I just want to make he that slipped clear. on a wet floor, and there is a something going on about that that we can't talk about because it's the hand in the hands of the lawyers. He slipped on a wet floor and he broke his leg, and then that at that point, I thought, "No, there's a there's a answer to everything," and it didn't take me long of researching that 
dystrophy means malnourished. And Duchenne was the name of the guy who discovered this particular one. And Alistair has uh, exon 44 gene not expressed. We have, if you, if you unravel a genome, it, it stretches for 10 billion miles. You only have to take one bit out or put a bit in or translocate, it changes you forever. So he's not got exon 44 being expressed. And so I found a study with animals where they had complete reversal. And then there's a study with humans where they did it for one month and they saw improvement with nutrition, very high Certain specific minerals have to be really high, which we would think are toxic. And it's said that the, the dystrophy, they have a much greater need for certain nutrients for whatever reason, damage gut, who knows. But the second month of the study, they had an increase in improvement again. The third month, they were even more improved. So one could hypothesize that on that trajectory, if that study had continued, would those patients also have had complete improvement? So between my mom, uh, uh, Alistair's mom, myself and Alistair, and this is down to Alistair, he's had to do it. Where the three of us um, came up with the protocol and what we would do. And they followed it spot on. And his mom works tirelessly. And he's been following this and weaned, weaned that we got the pharmacist involved to wean him off his steroids and now, because the steroids make the bones brittle, and of course, when he slipped, he broke his leg. And then, guess what happened? He grew 10 centimeters. Yeah. 10 centimeters. He hit puberty, and his voice is in his boots. Uh, and uh, that came with all the usual teenage voice, booming voices, and angry pants. And, and he looks very different and he's laying. Yeah, we've lived through it. Um, um, and he's he's very much um, he's laying down muscle. He looks a lot different. He doesn't look like a little boy now. And one of the things that I noticed, uh, I know you won't mind me saying, was he had a very uh, almost pigeon chest and you can see all his ribs and that's going. Um, he's actually he's uh, his improvement in his circulation for his feet. His heart scan was good. Everything was good. So um, I've never really had a problem with my no no no. But his your feet were a little bit like not not. He's terrible for not putting his socks on. When he's sitting in the chair and then his feet get cold. Well, then Alice, I nag him. Let me ask Alistair. Alistair, what do you notice different? Tell us what you've you've seen different from the last time you're on the show. You start this protocol uh, that Kate's put you on, and uh, tell us a little bit about what what you're eating, what you're not eating what you're taking in and what kind of changes that you see in yourself? I think let's talk about the changes first. I think, um, so obviously the steroids, they, they cause many problems like steroids delay puberty, which obviously is a terrible thing. It's messing with your natural processes. They, they weaken your bones and so many other different things. Obviously since taking the steroids, since stopping taking the steroids, obviously I'm going through puberty, my voice is broken. Um, but I think the main improvement I've seen is, especially in my arms, I can actually see like a, like a full, like, uh, like a full definition. And I, like, every, muscle. and every week, I, for especially in my arms, I'm seeing a dramatic improvements in the terms of strength. And I can lift a lot heavier things than I was able to before. So I think that's the, the main improvement. And um, when I'm saying about what I'm eating, it's nothing in particular, it's just like making sure that you're eating a very, like a very high amount of like vegetables, making sure everything's organic and you're not getting any of those pesticides inside your system. You don't eat sugar? Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I've never eaten sugar and now I don't eat it at all. Except maybe like for a And you have the immunocol? 
Yeah, well, yeah, Immunicol, which is if you tell them what Immunicol is, yeah, we'll and we go, can give you the link for we'll, that because Alistair sells it yeah, now. Yeah, we'll go into okay. some more information about that. Um, but I think, yeah, and um, I'm seeing like in my legs and stuff, I think I should be back to, um, so probably walking again soon. I, I can't say how long, but I know I'll be walking again. So, but now, maybe you, next month, yeah. now well, you're he's doing, fell, he, he's he doing, over, he, he fell over again. He fell over because of the operation that they did. They didn't do it, as I understand, the way they were meant to, and it left a weakness. So when he fell onto his knee one day when he was walking, it cracked the bone, and he had to then go and have another operation um, to to make it that. They left a weak point at the bottom of the pin. So that kind of set him back. He was actually walking around the house with a walker then after the broken yeah, leg. So, so let's add something there. When, when I went for physio after the operation, they're like... Um, Okay, Mr. Dennis, there's no um, there's no chance you might you you could walk again because your muscles aren't going to heal. And that was like walking with or without assistance. So obviously I was walking around the house by myself, no one here, with a with a walker, which I was told would not happen again. Mm. So that don't show what, what Kate was doing and, and what I was doing myself had had a dramatic improvement. Yeah. So this time, because because they the operation was done perfectly this time. All well there, and I think this time, by the time I'm on this show next time, let's let's hope that I should be I'll be walking fully again. So there's a there's a change already. You can see that already. Yeah. Well, that that was one of the things that I was going to make mention of was that Kate was telling us that you were running around the house over there, and I got this idea that at least you're walking on your own, but you're using a walker. But still, that was something they told you you wouldn't be doing. Um, it, yes. it seems to me that everything that every way that the, the doctors were going, that they their whole goal was to give you no hope um, that you would be advancing more, the way you're doing. Drugs. They wanted to give him a right. drug to make him hit puberty, a really expensive injection, really expensive, paid for by the NHS that we ultimately paid for. Um, keep him on the steroids that was suppressing puberty and they wanted to give him a testosterone gel. I believe it's Pfizer. The Pfizer has always been in, already been in court for because it causes cancer. This is what they wanted to give him. Then they wanted to give him a, a truckload of cardiac drugs just in case he got cardiac problems because this is what the muscular dystrophy kids get. And they wanted to give those just in case, even though they bring loads of side effects with it. So he's not done any of that. And he was walking. He's just had a blip. And, um, you know, there are, um, he does take, you know, D, D, he does take D's cannabis um, preparation because it improves bone density. And he is taking the immunocol and he's taking a lot of supplements, really high dose. Some of them, uh, I think the selenium, you're on a huge dose, aren't you? It's 200 micrograms I take daily for, for thyroid support. What do you take of that? I think it's between 1,800 milligrams to 1,600. Micrograms. Yeah, micrograms. 1,800 to 1,600 micrograms, and I only take 200. So these were actual studies that were done, and he takes a lot of supplements. Uh, And they do, you know, it's really hard for him. I've seen him. He doesn't want to eat sometimes, and he has juices as well. And he has bone broth. You have bone broth every day. Yeah, so if you want, if anyone out there wants to know how to make a bone broth, you can use um beef or chicken bones you need to boil the bones down for three days for about three days on a constant boil in a pressure cooker or preferably a slow cooker just boil that down and it, it doesn't taste the nicest but um 
it's very good for healing bones. Yeah, my my son does the uh, the bone broth because he has he has the leaky gut issue that he's been working on, and so he does a lot of the the bone broth stuff as well. I, I uh, think this I think this is um, this is a prime example. All disease begins in the gut, and um, you know we we've talked about it. His mom and I and. And Alistair, of course, was vaccinated as a child, a little child. But um, when when we hear it's malnourished, genes have to be expressed. And what makes them express is diet and environment. So if diet and environment can express a gene, then one could say that diet and environment could recess a gene as well. And um, I know that like fluoride and BPA, the plastic, will express over 138 genes. That's fact. And uh, so, you know, there has to be a lot to be said about what's happened to Alistair. And um, when we, we hear about carriers and, you know, we were created in God's image, perfect. So anything else that's happened to us is what, what, what we're exposed to in our grandmother's womb, because don't forget the eggs, that made Alistair were in his mother shortly after she were, she was conceived. So the egg that made Alistair has been exposed to whatever his grandmother did and what his mother did, as well as, you know, what happened to him when he was born. Right. Right. Some people have asked, uh, how old you are, Alistair? I, you're 20 now, right? I am. Yeah. I'm, yeah okay. I'm turning 21 in September. Now, how long had you, how long had you had this, up until you started this thing that, that Kate put you on last year, around the middle of the year, how long had, had you had this this issue with the muscular dystrophy? Um. So yeah. So most. Yeah. So you are you're supposedly born with muscular dystrophy, as they say. But um. But yeah. Um. But I was diagnosed with it when I was about um two. I went to the steroids when I was about five because um. So when I was born, there wasn't actually that much information about steroids. So as soon as I turned five, they put me on them. So I was on them until I was 19. So a good 14, 15 years. What was the reason they gave you the steroids? So the reason they gave me my steroids is they like to um to um to my um to my parents at the time. They said um you will give you these steroids. They will keep you ambulant. And I'm like they, so they obviously that that and then they asked them what the side effects. They said oh he might just be a little bit short. No mention of the puberty or anything. I think. I didn't even know there was anything wrong with my puberty until I was 15 because because late puberty starts at 15. Like there are quite a few percentage of normal people who go through puberty at 15. Sure. So I thought, okay, that's normal. So then when I was 16 and nothing happened, we, I went for a normal appointment. They said, oh, yeah, we're going to refer you to endocrinology. And I, I was like, oh, why? And they said, oh, you haven't gone through puberty because of the steroids, which we didn't know anything about. So... So they obviously didn't give us the full picture when I was put on them in the first place. Wow. So we're we're seeing a lot of <laughs> uninformed consent here, I guess, is what we're going to call this. Not just on, on the vaccines, but on just a regular medical practice that they're not even telling you what these things are all going to do when they when they're giving them to you all this time. But I think the trouble is they didn't really even start using steroids or muscular dystrophy patients until um uh maybe the late 90s so obviously i was born in 2002 and i got diagnosed in 2002 2003 so at that time there wasn't even that much information on steroid use in muscular dystrophy i think as well tim um what what you see is this idolatry of the doctors this idolizing of them 
And so patients don't ask. And then when they do ask, um, not all doctors, but many, uh, they can be quite aloof. They don't like to be asked. I had a patient this week was told three times by the oncologist how long he'd been an oncologist as she was asking questions. She didn't ask him how long he'd been one. She was just asking him questions. I also have a, uh, a little girl that I know her parents and she has Marfan's. And she was, uh, her parents were told to put her on these cardiac drugs. And when I looked at everything, I gave them a list of questions to go back and ask, why were they putting her on these drugs when she had no symptoms of needing them? And only when the parents then went back and asked, and the, again, the consultant got a bit shirty and said, you ask a lot of questions. He then agreed that she didn't need to be on the drugs and they didn't know whether they would have a positive or a negative effect anyway. So had they have not asked those questions, they would have just gone into the protocol, what the protocol is for that, that condition. But it's not looking at the child or, or you know, the grown person aut- autonomously as an individual. And I think with Alistair as well, when he went back recently to see the specialists, um, one of the doctors said she was concerned about his bones because he'd come off the steroids. And long-term use of steroids causes brittle bones. So, you know, these are senior doctors. And that's why I I don't have a lot of respect for them. It's no good talking to me about them. Um, You know, when I see this and and like the, you know, the testosterone gel that they wanted to put Alistair on, it actually says that you mustn't get it onto a woman. So like, let's say Alistair had a girlfriend and was using this gel It'll happen. <laughs> um, you know, this, uh, this, it causes, I believe it causes a varying cancer in girls, doesn't it? The testosterone gel. Breast, breast cancer. Highly carcinogenic for girls if they get it on their skin. And let's say, um, and like the main concern is my mom's also had breast cancer. So having the gel in the house would have also been a danger. And we've met, I've mentioned it to my daughter. And, and you've got a sister. Yeah, and I mentioned it before that my doctor's, to my doctor that my mom's had cancer, so that gel shouldn't have even been in the house, let alone given to me. And if I go back to my previous point saying they gave me the steroids to keep me ambulant, that obviously didn't work because obviously I was ambulant and I'm and and, we, and that's not because of the steroids. What has put me in this chair in the first place isn't my condition, my muscles getting weak. It is because they gave me steroids that weaken my bones so severely. So by them saying the steroids were keeping me ambulant, it's, a, it's, it's not true because the steroids won't put me in the wheelchair. Wow, that's, that's just incredible. Now, let me ask you this. Is mom around? She's, uh, she's just about to dash out the door. So I, I, I'm virtually twined with her. Okay. If you want to ask a question. We no, I wanted, I wanted mom to pop in and, uh, and give us what, you know, her perspective too of what she's seeing there. Uh, in in what's going on with Alistair, because I got to tell you, um, it's it's really amazing. I I am somewhat shocked. Uh, we had the I had the image up yeah. here. Can you come on camera. Yeah. Can you take me on camera. Yeah. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Here's his good mom. Okay. Let's see. There's mom. Good to see you. <laughs> All right. Now let me ask you before you dash out the door. Um, what are the things that you're seeing? Your mom, you're there 24-7. Now, Kate comes in and she's seeing all these things. What's mom seeing as far as a change in your son? Uh, 
teenage angst. Have we seen that? <laughs> no, I see. Um, actually, well, this one's a difficult, but um, but um, in terms of his um, his approach to life and stuff, because of what he's been through, he's so much more um, mature and accepting and learning what's right and what's wrong but that's not a that's probably not what you were asking but i've noticed a massive amount of um he's laying down muscle on his upper body much quicker than his lower body but that makes sense because he's able to use his upper body in a way that he can't use his lower body so that lower body is slower um obviously the the symptoms of puberty are, are massive and just so fantastic because you know, looking like you're 10 years old when you're 19, 20 is, is it's, it's really unpleasant for him. It's, it's no, no young man wants that. It's demoralizing for him. Sure. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, with, with that has come confidence to deal with what he's dealing with. Good, good. Um, he's going to university. In yeah. September. And he's going to university in September and he's met some wonderful people that are supporting him. And I'm sure that you've mentioned or that Kate and Alistair have mentioned that. Um, sort of D-E-N. D-E-N, 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 Genesis. Please do use genesishealing.co.uk because they did actually, for the first six months, uh, so yeah, they, they supplied, amazing. they're a Christian couple and their tithing was they supplied Alistair with all of the supplements for free and it's a lot wow. of money. It was, yeah, it's sure. a, lot of fina- a lot of financial burden, if you want to call it that, although there's no, no price to be put on health. You know, I've got a BMW, but Alistair drives a BM and he's, can't even afford his car he's, he's trying to sell his car so this has been a big thing for them as a family as well and um you know that katrina looks after actually her name's katrin but i call her katrina she looks after her elderly parents she looks after her son um she is up with the larks and out with the owls i mean she works tirelessly for alistair because you know, when he was when he was in hospital backwards and forwards, taking his juices, taking his food. And uh, so much as she's, you know, we're all saying it's good for Alistair. I have to say uh, his mom is the best buddy as well. And she did the filming as well. You know, when we were in Trafalgar Square, we, yep. we got all that done as well. So <laughs> I yeah, think that, it's that been real. It's, and she is a cancer survivor herself. She's followed all natural as well now. She's had surgery, but then she... She's alive and well all these years on. She does all the same juicing and everything. And um, so she's had all that. And this is a family that have really had to pull together and push through. There's a sister knocking around as well who's, um, who helps. So, it's the, you know, it's a lot of... I've watched this family, uh, the, the burden and all of it for all of them and how, and how hard they've had to work. But it is quite remarkable. And, and regardless of everything, Alistair's have to do it. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much you put it in front of the patient, he's done it. He's had to do it. Mm. Yeah. And also, Tim, I'd just like to say thanks to you because sort of helping Alistair get his message out there is really wonderful. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm very I'm hopeful that what's going to happen is that you know a lot of people there have been some people and Kate and I have talked about this who try to poo-poo what she said. Here's a demonstration of what she is telling people that it actually works. Now, she can tell us about her, her story, too, uh, what she's done following where she was recommended to get the chemotherapy and all this other stuff. And she went a different route, and she can say, look, here I am years later when other people went that route and they're dead. This is another way of demonstrating. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, Jesus said that wisdom is 
justified by her children. And so the wisdom, I think, that Kate brought out when she found out about this muscular dystrophy thing, and she noticed this with Alistair and started to use it, is the proof's in the pudding. Look at the young man here. I mean, <clears throat> again, I, I, was gonna, I wish I'd have pulled up the video. I was going to try to find it <clears throat> in the uh, Facebook archives. But this was the image we had last year when Alistair was on. And um, I can tell a difference in him even looking at him now as to the changes taking place, and you can hear it in his voice. Hmm. He's grown as well. He looks higher in the chair. The chair's getting he, a bit Yes, sick. he does. He does. You know, have some hope here, because I have a patient who I took on, and she, within two years, she had a gallbladder out, then she got Crohn's disease, uh, and then from the drugs from Crohn's disease, the side effect was cancer. She got thyroid cancer. They took a thyroid out. Within two years, she'd gained... Uh, four stone, there's 14 pounds in a stone. So add that up, 10, 20, 30, 40, wow. 56 pounds. She was now addicted to some of the drugs, cyclazine, she was having fits. She couldn't look after her children. She was a music teacher. And she was now just on the sofa depressed most of the day and her husband was having to do it all. So I took her on and within 11 weeks, she was off all her drugs except two, her thyroid med that she had to take, and Dee was helping her with cannabis oil to get her through the fibromyalgia and sleeping. And she was off all her drugs. She'd lost 29 pounds in weight within 11 weeks. And the day before I consulted with her again, she'd taken her children out to a theme park. And she was now upright cooking for the children and her husband. Now, she just went for a scan. And she rang me a couple of days ago to tell me that the Crohn's disease from her large bowel has all disappeared. It's all gone. And the consultant That's said, amazing. I know you're doing what you're doing. Just keep doing it. It's amazing. I've never seen this. It's all gone. Um, she has some Crohn's disease still in her small bowel, which she's now carrying on working for. And this is within six months. Wow. That, that it, It's absolutely amazing to me that, that doctors are not pointing this out. What, what the... The what should be the obvious, especially if they're a Christian doctor, why wouldn't they go back to the beginning, like what we talked about before? We talk about what we're taking into our bodies, uh, what God has given to us for food. It doesn't make it. I guess what the I guess the idea that in our society we want everything real quick. Uh, somebody uh, I was mentioning about information earlier in the show, and somebody had sent an email. I need this quickly. I've got to have this confirmed quickly. Something that we had put out or whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't have time for that right there. Uh but we have a, a society that wants it now, right now. And they can they can I think as you said earlier, they think they can live their lives, their whole lives the way they want to live it, but then they can take a pill and fix it and and reverse it or something. And that's just not the way things work. Yeah, and Alistair's been, you know, like I say, he he really struggled with reflux as well, um acid reflux and just, you know, he really he doesn't want sometimes he doesn't want to eat you lost your appetite for a little while didn't no, you I wouldn't say particularly just they just messing with your swallowing so. yeah and so but he carries on and he knows it's not a quick fix and you just got to carry on and it's the same as this lady I was telling you about she slipped off the program and got really sick and then she said oh I know and she's back on it um you are what you eat today's food becomes tomorrow's cells and no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet however we have to remember 
that we are not just physical, we're spiritual as well. And, um, and, and Alistair, for a long time, I was nagging him because he watched all these hospital programs because he was interested in medicine. And of course, he's watching the same thing over and over again. But now he's kind of realized that, um, you know, your mind, whatever you think and you say, so shall it be. And you now are doing a lot of work yeah. on He's doing a lot. What, what have you been doing on that? Um, so um, there's this program called The Secrets in a Book. It's just about... Um, it's against Christianity, we know that, but, but it's um, got him in the right place. But it's like manifestation and just basically, basically just thinking. But, but on the other difference, it's just thinking positive and whatever you believe in, you will, you will receive. Whether you're, whether you even, and if you're a Christian, whether you're talking to God or whatever religion you are or whatever you believe in, you have to... You have to believe that that is going to be the thing that helps you. Even if you just believe it in yourself, you just have to believe that that's going to, what's going to heal you. Well, the Bible tells us that uh, we're to think on things that are lovely, things that are beautiful, things that are upright, uh, and things that are edifying. It calls us to that kind of stuff. And it also talks about our tongue, uh, the control of our tongue. Life and death is in the tongue. Uh, and how we speak to one another and how we even speak to ourselves. And I think, you know, my, my son's like I am sometimes, uh, he's in the midst of praying and, and somebody will catch him doing it and they'll go, what are you doing? And <laughs> I was just praying, <laughs> but we, we also preach to ourselves the things that we should, we should be doing. Uh, we got about a minute and a half here. I want to ask you something, Alistair. Do you, do you think maybe you got a book here, uh, you know, in a year or two, once you're really on your way, I mean, I think you're on your way now, but really moved along here to where you can maybe help some other people in some, in some way. Yeah, hundred percent. I definitely, my aim is definitely to help people, but what I need, and I think Kate will agree with me and I'm sure you will as well. What we need people to do is you need, if you have, if you want to see your doctor, that's fine, but make sure you question them. Yep. Take your own research. Go to them with studies. Don't just turn up with them knowing nothing. That's not going to help you in life. Yep. You need to know. If you think something's wrong with you and your doctor tells you something wrong with you, do your research and then, and then find out, ask them the correct questions. And I can most likely assure you they're not going to answer them. So the best way to treat yourself is do it naturally. Talk to a nutritionist, a naturopath, or someone else. Your doctors are going to help you to the not, not as much as they say they will. Yeah. I mean, he's going to write a book because he is. Uh, you know, we, we talked about doing a blog and doing... You got 20 seconds. Yeah, it's difficult for Alistair. He doesn't, you know, he's embarrassed. He's a grown man. He doesn't always want to be seen in a chair. Yeah. So his focus now is on getting himself to where he should be and then the rest is going to come because I'll make sure he does. I'll be behind him with a, uh, a push him to do it. <laughs> He'll do it. Amen. Well, it's great to have you back, Alistair. Great to see you and uh, Kate, you as well. And if you guys will send me that link for the stuff that you mentioned, I'm going to put that on there. D. Minnie Mitchell is offering her CBD products uh, 5% off. You use Brown as a code. That'll be in the archives. Bradley at 3. Have a great weekend, Lord's Day. See you on Monday.